This series contains graphic themes, language, and descriptions not suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Unless stated otherwise, all names, places, and events are wholly imaginative and fictional. Any resemblance is purely coincidental. The Trees Swallow People by Connor Matthews Chapter 13 I don't know if I believe in anything after that. I think there's something, like a god or something, but not in the god sense. I can imagine people going to heaven, but never myself. I don't think I don't deserve it. I just can't see myself in heaven, no more than I can see myself in space. I can visualize it, but I'm left wondering where the punchline is. Thanatophobia. That's what I have. I'm not going to hell, and that scares me. I know it must seem strange. There are trees driving people mad, killing them, driving them to suicide. Yet I can't bring myself to believe in an afterlife? Yes. Fate, even in nothing, isn't rational. The reason why I find myself introspective on the matter is because of a visit I received from a new face in the village. There was a knock at the door. I have no idea why everyone knocks. I do have a doorbell. Diva immediately goes off and I start swearing at her to shut it. I was half expecting to find Shepard, but instead I was surprised by a woman, a little younger than myself, standing there in a nice business suit holding the handles of a black satchel. Hello, I'm looking for a Mr. She goes to check a note she pulls out of a pocket. I interrupt her, saying I'm who she's looking for. I had no way of knowing that for certain, but no one was going to just happen to knock on my door accidentally. The woman took the card back into her pocket and presented her hand for a handshake. Good morning, I'm Natasha Grosset. I'm a communications officer with Intellects Processing. I was wondering could I speak to you about your experiences involving the trees in St. Catherine's Park? Intellects Processing is a multinational corporation that has a sprawling campus in Leakslip. It's been rumoured for years they've been the cause of suspicious trends in the village since their arrival. Growing cancer diagnosis, water contamination, employee disappearances, Strange lights and smoke seen over their buildings. I don't buy into much of that. Seems like it's veering into conspiracy theory territory. But I don't trust anything without a face. There is no such thing as a good corporation, just an unprofitable one. Be that as it may, I agreed and welcomed Miss Grosset in. Diva sniffed Natasha's heels and placated wandered into the kitchen and slept on one of the chairs. I made us coffee, 
Natasha requested, and we began. I hope you don't mind, but I'd like to start with a few statements. We're conducting an internal investigation, and we'd appreciate anything you can tell us. I didn't say it, but I knew this was a half lie. How is it internal if you have to look outside your own company? No. I'd say this was to see was there anything anyone had seen that connected them to the trees. I didn't think they had anything to do with them, but if I was them, with all that money in reach, I'd want to make sure as well. I began to tell her everything. The trees, the first person I witnessed going into them, the people coming, the tree out the back, which had now completely covered the windows so much you can't even see the back, let alone get out to it. Mary, Shepherd, the colt. None of it fazed her. She just continued to write it on a notepad from her satchel, in shorthand, whipping to new pages with a disinterested flick of her hand. She didn't glance up at me once, most likely considering briefly the inconsequential words before moving on. I made us fresh coffee just before the topic moved on to myself. More personal statements. Do I believe in love? How long have I known about my sexuality? What's my answer to the trolley problem? And, to bring it back to the start, do I believe in an afterlife? That was the one I didn't answer. I said I couldn't. Natasha said that was okay. From her sigh, her tired smile, and the way her hand lay flat on top of the closed notepad, I got the impression I had given her nothing to further investigate. Maybe she knew all this already. Maybe other people had been interviewed before me. I was seeing her out with Diva finally coming around, circling Natasha, fawning for belly scratches, when Natasha said something that jogged my memory. Well, thank you again for the coffee. If you think of anything else that might be of interest, you can phone reception and ask for my extension. The mental image of the man in white, peering out from the trees, came racing back to me. I mentioned it just as Natasha had stepped outside, and I was standing at the front door. I expected her to just quickly jot it down on her notepad. What happened instead was Natasha's polite smile dropped, fading as quickly as the colour from her face and the pupils from her eyes. I thought you said it was a woman you saw going first. I clarified what I meant. The man was in the paddock, looking out. She pressed me grillingly. And are you sure they were inside the paddock? Do you mean they were beside the wall? Did you see them go over the wall, or were they definitely inside it already? I tried to stay calm, but the panic in her voice was unsettling. Nonetheless, I reiterated what I said. I saw a man in white looking out from over the wall, under the trees, from within the paddock. I asked, was something wrong? No. no. That was all I got. A ghostly, vacant, single word, like the escaping breath of death. It was soft. It was scared. She left with no farewell. All I got to remember this strange encounter 
was a nagging question on my mind. What do I believe? The Tree Swallow People was made possible with a generous bursary grant by Kildare County Council and studio time at Platform 4 Studios in Leakslip, County Kildare, Ireland. The studio engineer was Paul David Dowling. All music and sound effects featured in this episode are credited in the episode description and are available royalty-free at pixabay.com. They accept donations. All other rights are retained by the owners. The theme song is Forest Lullaby by Les FM. <laughs>